that happened i got covid <laughs> oh my god and then i had to quarantine so this is our first time together uh through the fire <laughs> yeah yeah we've got more uh, plenty to talk about though i guess so it hit me so i'm triple vaxxed and i hope everyone within the sound of my voice is as well <laughs> uh still hit me and i have no idea how i got it because no one because you'd think, I had a bunch of events. I had Queerest Year Ever, which went really great. I performed at the Stonewall. It was like, and it was like, obviously, I got absolutely no one I interacted with there was sick and got sick. No one. Okay. So it's possible that everyone else was like, got it and was asymptomatic, maybe. Right. But I I mean, people went and tested when I, because I, I texted everybody in my phone. I was mm-hmm. like, I mm-hmm. got it. Sorry. And um, everyone was like, no, nothing. Yeah. Zero. No, no piece. Uh, not the PCR, the antigen test. Everyone's like, no. So I have no idea how I got it. Possibly the gym on Friday. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of. But anyway, the first day, God had made me thankful I had these vaccines because I can't imagine what it would have been like without a vaccine. Because it, it hit. I had a high fever. I had body aches so bad. I was like curled. I like couldn't straighten my back because it was so like seizing. Night, like I sweated through my mattress, mm. was up and down all night because the fever would break and then come back and break and come back and break and back for like 24 hours. Yeah. And then like all downhill from there. Oh my God. It was God. just like a 24 hour like hit hard. Oh wait, all downhill is in like uh, the well, then it was, And then like it peaked. Yeah. And then it was like oh, just I like, I had like a day of draining and then a day of coughing and then like oh, now Jesus. I just have a little bit gunk hanging around, which you can probably hear. Um that's about it. Yeah. No, oh fine. my god. Mine, mine was just basically well, okay. I mentioned I quarantined for like the entire 10 day thing, even though the CDC had mentioned like the five day, whatever, la la la. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was fatigued, but also I was lying down in bed and then moving to the couch and then moving back to the bed, like yeah. for you know, 10 days. And so I was like fatigued I, is sort of your natural. That's what I mean. <laughs> like my my like on a good day, I'm fatigued. Like it's <laughs> a great light in Wayne's world, but he's like, I thought I had mono, it just turned out I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I was like, you know, just feeling extra like difficulty to like you know, stand up and move around, which I think also made me nauseous. And so whenever I went to retest. They asked if I'd had had symptoms within whatever. And I was like, I mean, maybe fatigue and nausea. And like, okay, you need to quarantine from your fatigue date, not from like the test date. I'm like, I'm not like, that was like three days in. And anyway, but um, I don't know. That was like the worst of it. A little nausea and fatigue. And I was very lucky. Also triple vaxxed at the time. So super grateful for that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's no joke, people. Like yeah. it's not. I did it the same. flu. I did the thing too, where I texted everybody in my phone that I'd contacted and stuff, and mm-hmm. I even like knew I was like in a room with people that I didn't have their numbers, and so I told people in the room who did have their right, numbers, right, like, right. Hey, hey, let everybody know or whatever. One person got it, and it was this cute boy that I was hanging out with, and he definitely, I'm like a hundred percent sure he got it from me because I tested like the day after I hung out with him, yeah. 
and um, he tested like I think like five days later or whatever, and yeah. it, it tracked like it just made sense. Right, Oops. and he his COVID infection they were able to trace it to his urethra. Yeah, so it was <laughs> clear it was from you. Oh, you know, we at least we have uh, what's that called the whenever tracing we have tracing really <laughs> proper tracing done essentially. So I I took the time to I, I thought about like. Once I felt better and I was still in quarantine, I was like, oh, I'm going to be hyper vigilant. I'm going to like write some music, get some stuff done. Didn't fuck, didn't fucking feel like it. You I know what? Like, I'm going I'm to watch YouTube. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. But you know, resting is such an underrated thing. It's it just is. such a grind culture. I we've, I feel like I've probably, I can just be a broken record and say this all the time, I think. But like rest is something I refound in 2020 and 2021 and I'm going to continue to find in 2022. Um and I also mentioned recently how I feel a little bit nervous about, uh, like, getting back into the old habits that are right. pre-pandemic and the bad habits of pre-pandemic of overworking myself and stuff and, and you know, not resting. But I don't know. It's like the sh- <laughs> I make fun of my brother because he has decals on the wall. Like, he's a heterosexual that has, like, live, left, love We've going on. About this, yeah. But, like, I do need to put rest on my wall or something like that. Like, I just need to remind myself, like, oh, fuck, slow down. I'm baking into my schedule now. I- I'm with you on that. I- I- it's it's this, like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. So, like, I'll, like, pick two weeks and, like, fill up with events and, like, get some stuff going and this and that and be like, okay, well, this week... It's about coming home, not coming home because I, I work from home, but like turning off work, making my dinner, mm. watching a television yeah. program, sitting on the couch with Max, like always like baking in. It's, it's probably not every month, but it's probably like every six weeks. And mm-hmm. then I'll be like, this is a break week. Yes. And then do the next six. Yes. And I like structuring my life that way because it it just gives it a momentum of like you're working towards mm. things. Yeah. And I'm modifying my break, my rest thing right now. Like I think I need to take a small break from weed because mm. I it's been my go-to and I just noticed well for one, I am a person I think I do so much better if I smoke in the morning and just have like kind of like a chill kind of day that wears down as the day goes on or whatever. If I smoke at night and then I go to sleep, I just know well like they say about like food and alcohol and anything if you consume it before you're sleeping your body's still working on it and your brain's right. still processing yeah. it and you don't get a real rest. That's just been my like the thorn in my side lately is smoking at night whenever I'm trying to decompress after working and then waking up the next day still tired and I'm over that shit. Yeah, yeah, I very much I mean mo- this is even before pandemic but most of most of my adult life now is about just prioritizing my sleep. Someone even said to me, I was like, you must not, I think it's because of all the work that I do. They were like, you must not sleep. I'm like, no, I absolutely get eight hours mm-hmm. every night. Fuck yeah. I get my eight hours. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. And I was never, I, in law school when people were doing all-nighters, I was like, nope, I just get all my work done during the day and I go to bed. I'm kind of a daily coffee drinker now, which is another Same. new thing. I, I like, I, it's, well, I mean, I've probably talked about it before maybe, but I'm like super sensitive to caffeine. Like I used to, it changes my personality. Some of the episodes reflect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually 100% true. Because, I mean, usually during the podcast, it helps to have, like, a little, you know, iced coffee and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've i even, like, had a full meltdown panic attack because of, like, a mixture of things. Perfect storm anxiety moment. But also, like, a cold brew that I chugged. Right. Um but yeah, no, now lately I just know that that's going to be like this vice-like ingredient that just kind of like whips my day into shape a little bit better. I just had my one cup in the morning. Yeah. Oh, I dated somebody who was like, he had through the day, he'd like have three quadruple shot Trentas. I know those people too. And it's like, oh God. Yeah. And I don't know, like, 
I mean, I don't know. No judgment. I just don't, I can't, I can't do it. Sorry about it. If I get to the point where I start having two cups of coffee a day, I like, I'm like, okay, cold turkey, back to zero. Yes. Yeah. Reset. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I always, um, I'm always apprehensive that it's going to become an issue. So I preemptively freak myself out. So other than obscuring our recording dates, Mm -hmm. another thing that COVID for me fucked with is I wasn't able to do the one thing I have been most looking forward to. Of all the things, my events were clear. I was able to do my events, uh, all of that. I was not able to go to the Glam Awards. Oh. It literally hit the Saturday before. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Fuck. And it was just like, and so for those of you who don't know, the Glam Awards are New York City Nightlife Awards. It's like their Emmy night and best, you know, host and best video and best drag queen and best dancer and best go-go boy, best bar, yeah. all of that stuff. Now, I wasn't up for anything, though. Um I was put on this year's thought list, which was really great. Hell yeah! Is, uh, the the most po- the the most popular NYC nightlife blog, Thoughtacy, and we had Jim Silvestri on here early in the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I made the list of top three hundred and fifty New York City entertainers, nightlife creatives. Amazing! Very cool. Absolutely. Mel did as well. I know. Uh, yeah. It's fun to see friends <clears throat> do well and get recognized. Right. So, um, um, oh, and. Uh, Coming up, guest on the podcast, Vegas Valentine as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of lots of people from the music group, which is yeah. great. So, but anyway, I was looking forward to. I wasn't up for anything, but I was very much looking forward to like the networking opportunity because it felt like okay, I just got on the thought list, so a lot of people read that list, so people are at least familiar with my name. Mm-hmm. So it's now time to like, hi, I'm this. This is what I do. Uh, I'd love to come to your bar and do this. I'd love to work with you. I'd love to. I was going there to work. I yeah. had business cards. I had an outfit that made me look real sexy. I was there to like meet people, shake hands, make connections, get shit done. And I couldn't do any of it. And I'm very frustrated because it feels like it was just a, a whole, the wind just completely taken out of my sails for like how I'm going to grind this year. Mm. So it's just, it's just, so it's just recalibrating back to the same old, same old, which is just. It's just so demoralizing to like jump into these people's DMs and like, hi, here's some stuff. I'd <laughs> yeah. love to work with you. And most of them ignore you, like the message, but don't respond. Yeah. Respond with, oh, baby, that's so cool. Okay, cool. Would you like to do something? Silence. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and it sucks because these are people I would eventually like to work with. Right. But then in my brain, my petty catty brain goes, you rejected me. Mm-hmm. So I will never work with you. And when I get rich and famous and powerful, uh, you'll be asking me to do something. And I'll be like, do you remember when I asked you for help and you thought I was too beneath you to even respond to? Remember that? All right. Well, you called it too. You know, it's probably just, you know. Yeah. It's hard to. This elephant never forgets. Well, yeah. But like getting it right whenever you're on the receiving end of messages too. It's like, do I want to work with everyone that reaches out to me in my inbox? I don't know. So like trying to vet that stuff. Obviously, if they knew you and they had that personal connection, they'd know that you're like a real hardworking person and they know to take you seriously. And I usually, it's rarely completely unsolicited because I, because I know, because I would, I, I have unsolicited DMs too where I'm just like, I'm sorry, I just, I don't know you. Right. But. I I make sure to have someone make the introduction. Oh, okay. So it's like Jim, can you put me in touch with so and so or Marcel? I yeah, saw you worked with so and so. Can you like? That's good strategy. That's what I always do. I always want permission to talk to people too. Sort of like I don't want a cold call or I don't want a cold message. Anyone usually. Yeah. But 
also I recognize like my friends are in the like okay my industry too for acting and stuff cold calling and cold emailing to give people updates on hey I did a reading or hey I'm doing a play or whatever yeah it's kind of a part of the strategy to network and stuff I hate it because I just feel like I don't know I don't feel um I don't know important enough I guess or I don't feel like right. demanding their attention is like valuable for their time or something but every successful thing that I've had as far as like industry people has been cold calls. And so I'm like, right. all right, I guess I just have to get on, like make friends with that aspect of the network. So apparently Neil Patrick Harris is doing a new show where he's like a 40 year old divorced gay person starting to date again. And it's Whoa. New York City based. Oh, my God. OK. Which I just haven't heard about this. Sounds yet. right up my alley in terms <laughs> of the stuff that I've made. So what network is that going to be on? I heard about it from a friend recently, so I haven't done any research about oh. it yet. But I'm thinking about like doing the hard work of like going on IDMB, IMDB Pro, figuring out all the people that are in it and just like sending materials and just trying to like write or oh my God. submit music. I was going to say. I don't know. It's like, dude, this is what, this is right up my alley. Yeah. I was also like, if that show, um, you know, picks up and is like a real success and everything, which fingers crossed, because it sounds like a gap in the market. It's not entirely a gap in the market because people can go online and look at history and look at, you know, whatever and, and see like you've, you've kind I of... I still get people asking for season four. Yeah. Regularly. Uh, it's a good show. Like, I know. I know. And I'm, it's, we're, I'm it's... talking to Jack about his show, but it's a good show though. It's so... I'm tempted. It is... It's not... Of all the things that I do... It's a passion it's project. It's the hardest one to do. Absolutely. Because, you know, I don't want to speak unfavorably... There are people like you that are responsive and involved and passionate in this and that. And history has a lot of people that are like, I have to persuade to get them sure. to do things. Yeah, well, you have a huge cast. For one it's thing, there's cast. lots of, you know, co-star parts. There's lots of, like, day players. There's lots of, um, uh -huh. you know, just recurring. And the venue thing. It's so – it's the venues. It's, and the oh, shooting okay. days. I mean, it's, it's 20 oh, shooting yeah. days for a season. I didn't even think about that. There's, like – you know, how many locations per episode? It's crazy. So, and I f would feel bad to do it like small to make it, though I thought about doing like a pandemic season yeah. where it's like. Euphoria did that. They had like two episodes that, that were just uh, individual, but uh, in one location for each one. Yeah. I thought about like having like my character and Will like in their apartment. Feels very New York and theatery. It's yeah. It's just drama. We'll see. Anyway. Um, well. Last week we talked about my dance card. It's completely empty. So uh, we'll get back to swiping now. That was recorded in November. It's now February. Uh, as I predicted, that entire card has cycled out. So uh, we need to get to swiping. So we'll be back to do that right after this break. <laughs> the dance card that I so eloquently went through last week or last time uh, that was back in November. It is currently February. Uh, they have all cycled through. <laughs> Imagine if it was a week-to-week -week basis, though. Oh, that, that dance card that week is done. Anyway. <laughs> also possible. <laughs> it's also possible. The, the the drag queen I talked about, we are now very good friends. Love it. The um, older gentleman, we just we do not have sex enough. Sure. We've only had sex twice. We met in October. Yeah. Could be scheduling. We've could be appetite. Could be whatever. He goes away on the weekends a lot. Um it just hasn't worked and like I can't – and so I'm just trying to like get like a sexual banter with him over text because I really enjoy that to sort of like mm -hmm. just keep to keep it. it moving and keep it going and get to the next point. Yeah. And he just doesn't engage. Ooh, can I say also to that point, I have some sexed partners that it's exclusively sexting I've come to kind of notice, mm -hmm. which is fun and great. Mm -hmm. But I think 
that is like a almost like a danger of whenever I get I sex somebody that it's like okay I got what I needed so I don't think we're gonna make plans. Yeah, is that a thing? Does it make sense? I mean, it was for yes. me. Yeah, I'm usually pretty clear with the people that I do that with. Mm-hmm. Right, of right, right. Like, I'm not looking right now, but do you want to like chat or this and that? And sometimes we even offer to like do a FaceTime call or like something. And cool. Like, do it together. I just, yeah. Um, I'm pretty clear. I'm fine with that. I'm pretty clear with like, or, or doing it as the lead up to, we have plans next week mm-hmm. and we're just flirting th- until then. Oh, cool. I don't think well, I have I anybody can't... that I've like never met. Yeah. And never will meet. Right. I think that's cool if you make plans and then are like teasing the moment, but you can't. Uh, let me, finish. let me tell you. Occasionally, and this is like I think this is like this is pro level. This is pro sports. This is <laughs> this is the NFL of sexting. Yes. Um, but there are some people who are who are both good at it and enjoy it as much as I do. I where we'll set something up for like you know we're going to do something. Let's see, today is Sunday. We're going to mm-hmm. do something on Friday. Mm-hmm. We decided like it's going to be like a scene, and we're going to like do a scene, mm-hmm. and we'll start today. Right. And like let's say it's I don't know, pick something generic. Say something like teacher student or something. Yeah. Like. I'll text with like, you know, hey, you know, um, uh, really having trouble on the, the assignment <laughs> this week or this and that. Um, do, do you think, could we meet after class at some point? So, oh, oh I think I have something on Friday. Well, what are you having trouble about? And like, we just fucking play. God, I wonder if there's like a total. I'm getting an erection you've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that, like I was into because like there's got to be a right, connection. We need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> But I was, I think there's got to be a connection between like writers and theater, theatrical fucking queers that are just into sexting. But I also love it. I even lo- that I love. I mean, anybody who's into it and wants to do it and is good at it and likes to play the game and build it up, great. <laughs> but there's, I love it even more when they're like a fucking investment banker. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's someone yes. who do not engage in this okay. like, at all, and it's like this whole other side of them. Yes. And they. Those people tend to find me because I end up being their, like, guide to a world they've always wanted to explore. Yeah. And I kind of find that fun. I love that, too. I've also, I, okay, so, oof, this is probably, like, my sex brain that's not, um, couth in the most, it's fine, but it's not, like, I don't know. I have a thing whenever I know someone's working, like, if they're working from home especially, but if they're, like, at work, whatever, I'll be, like, here's a tease or whatever. That is... I want to make you hard at work. Yeah. I want to make you hard at work. It's such a hot hard, thing. Hard at work. Uh-huh. But it's... Uh-huh. I've also, like, tried to shoot that shot, and someone's like, hey, I can't right now. And, like, and they, that's fair. Wait, totally great. Tell totally me great. that, like, that's fair. That was the thing I had with my boyfriend a lot. We would this and that, and he's like, well, he would never, like, give it back. And I'm like, you only just, like, like things or, like, send an yeah. emoji. And I'm it's like, like my you? work brain is on. Like, Shut up. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, I'm at work. I'm like, okay, well, so I know. I. And I'm like, I'm crossing my arms. I'm like, but I want to make <laughs> you horny. <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, so that's all. Oh, and then the therapist... Um, from the dance card, he's, it turned out he was related to a, not me, uh, <laughs> to uh, the family that lived next door to me my entire life growing up, which was like wild. Yeah, okay. And that, that was the, the reason that, it didn't. can't be why it ended. No, no, the oh. reason why it ended is. I was going to say, you said related and then my face did the yeah. thing where I'm like, what? And then the full story comes out. Anyway. His apartment. Oh. I want to talk about this as a separate segment. Yeah. I can't fucks with you. Anymore, like I'm just not that I'm a I'm a nearly forty year old man. Yeah, you need to like have your living situation together. It reflects something about you. So it I, does. You know, I can't. I can't. I, like, it's and his apartment itself 
is fine and nice. Okay. Twin so bed, can't do that. But fine and nice. Um, the building, mm-hmm. every time I go in there, I'm prepared to be murdered. Oh. Is it like just an, un- it could be like an unfortunate econom- economic situation? Maybe. I think, however. I got a lot of space for it. And it's also like. This, I have to hold my breath until oh. I get to his door because yeah. it smells like raw sewage. And, like, the last time I was there, the police were there trying to, like, get a meth head out of the hallway. Oh, I was just okay. like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I You're imagine, lovely, but I can't. I, I can't do this. This can't be part of my life. I imagine it's probably not his idea no. either. So I'm sure that's probably, like, I don't know. Regretting. I, just, I can't. Right. Like, I don't think a person needs to put up with more because... No. Of, especially when it's a brand new, whatever, budding kind of relationship. But I do have more space for people when it's not like their choice, I guess. Right. Anyway. So in the break, we chose Tinder. Let's do it. Um, in our first our first gentleman here, um, we were discussing this during the break. I, I think he, he kind of looks like, uh, to me, an accountant or a teacher, which mm-hmm. I find hot. Mm-hmm. He's like bald, but has like the hair around the ears. And then uh, mustache, glasses. Uh, he looks tall. I don't know if he is tall. He's he also wearing tall. like a wristwatch and like no shirt in this picture of him in a jacuzzi. And I think that's kind of cute. Like when you have your watch on while you're in the water, be careful. But also like it's so, I don't know. He's so adorable. of the pictures, the things that stand out to me the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely loves music. Oh, because... he's two cat pictures. Different well, cats. Well, there we too. go. He definitely loves music because he is, he's like touching albums and we see that he has painted nails. And I have always found that people with painted nails mm-hmm. have a really great relationship with their um, their gender and their kink sex self. Mm. There's something in that Venn diagram that overlaps. Yes. And I end up hooking up with a lot of people who like paint their nails. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. I get it. I get it. It's like, it's just it's kind yeah, of a confidence thing. It's a confidence a... thing, but it's also accessible. Like, it's not the most, you know inaccessible i guess kind oh of like God. expression what's that so i've talked about him before the the like there's like a leather dom guy that i like hook up with and i've regret so he's the one with, like we don't do it anymore we don't do this part anymore but i would get high with him and then like have the munchies immediately after and i like <laughs> joked with him about that like yeah. i always eat a brick of cheese after we fuck. <laughs> but anyway he's great the one time i told him i was like he had me like blindfolded and like doing stuff and whatever and i could see a little bit under the blindfold and I saw he had painted his toenails, and they were, like, silver okay. and, like, shiny. Yeah. And I was like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't, don't laugh. laugh. I'm trying to, like, take this seriously. I'm yeah. Like, I am I am a submissive slave, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Little toenails. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. It was cute. But I told him after, I was like, I almost broke. <laughs> like, I almost laughed. Oh, my God. But, and you know, now that, you know, everybody can paint their nails and stuff, right, right. there probably might, the association of cute might change. I wonder if they'll be like, oh, like, oh, you know what? Last night at the, uh, my day job, my restaurant job. Uh, this guy had his nails painted and my coworker's mm. like, what color is that? It's like a nice maroon. And I went by and like, oh, that's ox blood because I'm the homosexual and I had to point out that right, it's ox right, blood. Right, right. We can't just say maroon. No, I'm sorry. But in, in the guy... Which is even gay itself. We can't just say red. Right. I actually also don't know the sexuality of my coworker who had his nails painted. Mm. Could be a heterosexual man that is just like t- super expressive and cool like that. Sure. Ox blood nails. And he's like, fuck yeah, that's gangster. And like ran with ox blood as like the vocabulary whenever he tells people what color his nails were. But anyway, it was just like this... You know, it's you don't have to be hyper femme, hyper mask anything to like do nails right. now, which is super fun. Now, the deal breaker here, or potential deal breaker, I'm still gonna swipe this guy because I think he's cute. He's very cute. Um, we have pictures of him holding two very different cats, okay? And cat gaze, I don't know. <laughs> I, have a, I have a hard time fucking with cat gaze. Uh, I mean, I don't know. 
I think, I, okay, if I think about it, every cat guy I've ever met, it's like one of two things. Yeah. They either have like an attitude. <laughs> I don't know why, but they, they, they just tend to, I'm just telling you from my experiences, well, whenever I meet a cat gay, there seems to be some snarky. Cats themselves are entitled. True. There's something about a cat gay that is a little shitty. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and also, listen, Max is disgusting right now because he hasn't been groomed and his groomer keeps canceling and he's, it's been a blizzard and yeah. a rainstorm and he's just picking up everything off the street and he, he's, mm. he's a gross little ball of disgusting. But and he's not uh, neglected. He gets no, bathed, no, no, but no, like no, no. yeah, it's just I bathe him the, the as much as I can. But he's like so hairy that yeah. it's like hard. Um, but like unless you are, he doesn't piss and shit in the house, right? In a sandbox, right? That granules get everywhere. I have hooked up with a guy, or I've tried to hook up with a guy. I couldn't do the hookup. I had to leave yeah. because his litter box had overflowed. That the the litter was now in like a carpet. Yeah. And I was like, this feel, I'm in a crack den. I'm in a crack den. Oh, I yeah. can't do this. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. It's kind of, it's not ideal. But I think whenever you love an animal, you just stop caring about the stuff that starts to inconvenience you with your animal. But sure. not to, you know, not to say you have to have space for it. But yeah, it's kind of, it's gross. So he seems artsy and fun. We'll probably just have sex, but I'm just going to like him. I like, that's like a fun, also I love like a kind of creative nude. He had like projection on his body, like there was a projector. Yeah, art, like, yeah like he had like a projection of like a, of an image yeah. on his body. Right. That was like illuminating him, yeah. which was kind of interesting. Anyway, cool. Uh, I'm not sexually attracted to the, oh, this is a, I was going to say from the first picture, I was like, oh, I'm just not sexually attracted. And then we go further and, um... Now you are. I'm just kidding. No. This, I, I mean, okay. I'm just going to say from what I see, because I can only see so much, and there's mm-hmm. only so much in the thing. From the name, it is a classically woman's name and labeled asexual, has nothing in the profile. And from the pictures, like I would, I would, upon meeting this person, I would think that they were a bi- biological woman. Sure. And so that, you know, kind of is. is... So I don't understand why this person is being served to me by Tinder. Maybe their identifiers are still in your kind of a your Maybe. typical box of checked whatever, but that's a yeah, no. that's okay. Okay, what do you think about? Uh, no, wait. Oh, it's a couple. Is it a couple? I think it's a couple because of the t- so the very first picture are two hot guys on a beach. Yes, which, and you can't tell which one's which. That's why my uh, no is like if I have to do any research on who you are immediately. We've then talked I'm like, about this because usually it's. It's usually one the one things. that's. It's usually the one who's like this one is not like the other, but mm-hmm. I because we have one name, but the it has f- two different flags: American flag, Australian flag. I think it's Australian. Um, based in NYC, which you could be both. Oh, it's a couple. Yeah, the second picture. There are both of them are hot though. Hot. Okay, maybe that's the Wait. guy who's mostly using the profile. Now the rest of the pictures are one guy though. So I get the okay. Before I read anything, right. here's my guess. Okay, I live in New York. I am here for work or something. My husband or whoever is in Australia. I'm allowed to have friends while I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah, So this is like establishing the first couple of pictures that Whoa. I am with someone. Okay. And then here I am. Okay. That story makes my judgment of like, oh, uh, instant no because, you know. He, uh, well, he works at a realtor. Okay. Which means you have to be based in one okay. location. Okay. You can't do this. Okay. Now I'm irritated. Oh, 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 now oh, I'm irritated. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Tell me about it. No profile. Okay. No text, no explanatory, no nothing. You can't do this. This is see. I'm gonna swipe him because I want to figure it out, and he's attractive, oh, he's and I might so have sex pretty. with him. But here's my guess. Okay. 
He's part of a couple. Okay. He wants to indicate it slightly with pictures. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to say it out loud because he don't want, doesn't want you to just swipe no because he's going to talk you into it. Hmm. He's gonna, he wants to talk people who are not going to be into this kind of situation. Who's not into that situation? Though? A lot. I mean, that's true, I guess. But Especially people I'm on in. Tinder because people here on Tinder to meet someone. Yeah, like, I was going to say. This isn't grinder. This isn't scruff. This yeah. isn't just like a sex thing. However, the straights are just sexing on Tinder apparently. Right. Because they don't have a grinder or scruff. Right. This is someone... I'm going to figure this out, and I'm going to ask him if we end up matching, which we won't because he's too attractive. Um, Shut but up. But if we end up matching, that becomes a thing I'm going to ask in the very beginning. Yeah. And we'll see how... Wait, how do you ask that question? Like, hey, is this a story? Well, I'm just going to... He's going to... Like, uh, he'll do a, hey, I'll let him message. So he'll do like a, hey, or whatever. I'll be like, oh, hi. Uh, is that your boyfriend? Just notice from the first two pictures, are, are you in a Are you in a couple? Are you in a relationship? Right. Right off the bat. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But like, yeah. I don't know. All right. I think we've Next come person. to the end of our swipe. We'll just do this last person and then be done with it. Um, he is sexy. Yes, he is. He has muscles. Super He's cute. A, I wouldn't describe... I think people describe this as thick. I don't describe this as thick. This isn't thick to me. He's just muscly. I mean, it's thick to me, like, relatively, but, uh, yeah, I'm, you know. 5'7". Uh, He's Ecuadorian. I don't know if he's here full time. He has no other. I mean, again, no other like profile. Just a cute guy. Yeah. Um. I see a lot of people from. It's not the Brazilians tend to live here. The Ecuadorians and Colombians are te- usually just passing through. What does that even mean? I'm, I'm just wondering. telling you from my experience on Tinder. Like it's always like like I'll match with them. And yeah. Like oh, I'm just here for two days. I'm oh, I'm right. just here for the week. Oh, I'm just here for. There's some. There's some. Uh, we are a good vacation for people from Colombia or Ecuador. Oh, so okay. that tends to be. I I guess that's, that's a story my guess. that can make sense. But this is a Brazilian neighborhood, so more times than not, if it's a Brazilian person, they oh, actually do live here. I got you. I was just putting New York City in that whole bubble. I'm like, what? The, there's like immigrants from everywhere. Anyway. All right. I don't think any of these people are going to end up loving me, but that's fine. We'll continue to swipe. Yeah, and, we need um, this podcast to keep going, so we can't really oh, that's right. finish early. I must remain uh, alone. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we'll be right back after this to uh, interview our latest guest. Our next guest has racked up nominations and awards for his 2019 debut album, Nocturne. His catalog spans several genres, from electropop to symphonic rock, hip-hop, and dubstep, while remaining a cohesive body of work. His performances have garnered a reputation of glam theater, and his visuals have been lauded by music critics and film festivals. He produces Vinyl Fantasy, a monthly live pop music tribute show, and is working on many more exciting upcoming projects. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend and part of the fam vegas valentine tell me more good stuff about me <laughs> uh well you have an amazing voice thank you um you're the people can't see you right now but you are rocking a purple fur mm-hmm. got a little hair it's moment. the color you know what i mean it is the it's the color for me right yeah. uh so by the time this is aired we will have already performed the pussycat dolls uh vinyl fantasy vinyl fantasy presents pcd the entire album in two acts Damn. Is there there is there a PCD PCR test kind of joke that could be done? I don't know. Workshop that. There's something there. I'll tell you in two to three days. <laughs> That's right. The reason we're doing this on Zoom is uh JJ tested positive. He's 
fine and doesn't have any symptoms and he's perfectly fine. But that's why. That is the way it happens, right? Like I felt like shit and I was testing negative in Agreed. December. And yeah. all everybody that I was like hanging around and living with was like feeling fine. And testing mm-hmm. positive. I 100% that's kind of been I've made this joke about STI screenings too. Like it's always whenever I'm like, oh, suspicious that I'm fine. And then when I'm like, oh, I'm great. And then, oh, gonorrhea. Like that's been like the case for STI testings. And it's been the case for my, <laughs> my COVID. I'm making Jack laugh and it makes me happy. <laughs> it's, it's because it, it, you do you remember a few episodes, well, several episodes ago, I was thinking of one of our earlier episodes, you're, you, you were like, you know, you go about your day and then la la la, it's gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, it, isn't that the way? Yeah. Isn't that the way? That's actually my favorite track from Vegas. La la la, it's gonorrhea. La la la. La la la, it's gonorrhea. <laughs> I don't have a song like that <laughs> yeah so tell yes. us taking notes as i write down so the other thing we're going to know by the time this airs uh is whether you have won a glam award which you are currently up for we will well, know that by the time well, this thank airs. you this is this is um this is four times nominated now and probably i i'm i'm calling it i'm gonna walk away empty-handed but it is it is really really nice to be nominated are you the susan lucci of the glam awards or the leo DiCaprio? i'm not the susan lucci there's i mean it's a it's a it's the ball you know what i mean it's 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 the ball so like you know everybody brings out their um oh i never realized how uh how my room like like uh the lighting in my room changes when the oh, yeah, train roars past. Go. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the I live train. right next. I re- live right next to a train, uh, so it just it roars past and. Um, oh, uh, so. I don't. I don't really notice it. I. I actually like it. I prefer that because the city noises are sort of a weird ASMR for me. Everybody's got their kinks. You know what I mean? I 100% know what you mean. Though. And that's a great segue into our game. Everyone's got their <laughs> kinks. And you've decided to play with us today, Good Giving in Game, which is where we let you pick three dream celebrities that you would just love the opportunity to have an evening with. And we give you a horrible nightmare scenario as your only option to do it. And you've got to decide whether you're still good giving in game. Do you have some ideas on who you might be choosing? Well, I mean, there's, I, I have, I have, two there are two obvious ones that i that i uh, two crushes that have been constant all right let's just get right into it let's um constant forever but one of them's already got a kink in that he is no longer living so (laughs) we'll work with it maybe um, i've always had i mean i've always had a crush on tupac okay tupac amazing tupac okay okay i know how we can do that we can use tupac okay uh and who else do we got Kate Blanchett. Oh, I love Kate. Wow, Vegas, you really have a type. Yeah. <laughs> Tupac and Kate Blanchett. People with a that, pulse. I always put them in a in the same category, you know, for me. I'm like, you're either you're either a biggie Kate Winslet or you're a Tupac uh Kate Blanchett. They are the best at what they do, kind of. Like, <laughs> Actually a Kate, like, arguably it? two of the best at what they do. Really, really. Okay, Tupac, Kate Blanchett. And so, okay, so we have a musician, we have an actor. Wait, I, I know, I know. We can throw in Dave Navarro in there. Oh, Dave Navarro, okay. Okay, so I am now scrolling through our little list of pre-baked scenarios. So since Vegas is very much involved in New York City nightlife and, and is an event producer, in addition to being a performer, Vegas, let's say, um, let's say actually this is happening at the Glam Awards. 
You are at the Glam Awards there. You are nominated from several categories, and uh, you're hoping that this year you can clinch a win uh, and walk a home, walk away home with what is the trophy? I don't I don't really know. Don't know either. Never seen it. Um, but I will be there. Ricky and I are going together. Uh, I think so... it's like a. I think it might be like just like a star on a like stand or something. So you want to you want to go home with that star, and uh, because of how prominent uh, LGBTQ people, especially from New York, are starting to become in mainstream media because of the crossover hit of RuPaul's Drag Race, there's of course a lot of RuPaul queens who are New York based who want to come to the Glam Awards. I mean, Bob's hosting it. Um, I'm sure Monet's going to show up. You have a lot of people who are now big league TV people. More in my encounter with Bob later. Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, All showing up. And some of them, they want to show off a bit. Because they they might feel like they're a little too big for the glam awards now, so they're bringing their they're bringing their celebrity friends, and you can't help but notice that Bob the drag queen special guest of the evening is uh, uh, one of the friends he has met in his uh, celebrity career, Kate Blanchett. Kate, it is the Kate Blanchett. Now at first you think like, oh, that's a good Kate Blanchett. I gotta meet this queen. Like she doesn't. Well. <laughs> and then you, you by looking at her a little bit longer, you know what? No one paints that good. That is the actual Kate Blanchett as a as a guest to the Glam Awards from host Bob the Drag Queen. And he confirms it because he actually, he wants everybody to know who he's rolling deep with. So he points that out during one of his uh, award speeches or monologues or comedic bits. He actually mentions that he's here with Kate and uh, y'all could never. Um, so at the after party, you're like, well, Kate Blanchett has obviously been a crush forever. So I am definitely going to shoot my shot. So you go and uh, you go and talk to her, and she's actually very lovely and very inviting. She's very happy to be there. This is very out of her element. She doesn't go to these sort of things very often. Um, she kind of feels like how when Jennifer Lawrence and Adele would drop into pieces, you know? It's like, ooh, this is—I love going to the zoo. Um, so <laughs> she's having a great time, and you do notice there is a bit of a flirty energy, and you're feeling that, like— Maybe this is Kate's wild night out. She might she might be really doing it. You find out she has a, a hall pass from her significant other, and soon the conversation makes its way back to her extremely luxurious hotel room. And you You're know, quite the dungeon master, Jack. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm usually the one strapped in there, but sure. Um, uh, <laughs> when, when this... When the sub becomes the master. So you are in this hotel room with her, and you sense that things are starting to get get down to business. But she lets you know that, look, you know, she really wants to make this night something, you know, special, a little out of the ordinary. She is an actress after all. She's actually very much into role play. And she wants to know if maybe you'd be game to play a bit of a game. And the reason she was so attracted to you in the first place, other than you being a very handsome man, is you were wearing that that purple fur, and she thinks to herself, man, this is like the the gay uh, uh, insurrectionist Viking. Like, she's thinking capital riots all the way. She, uh, she You're just one Viking hat away from being Mr. Uh, 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 Stop the Steal. And she says to you, look, I would really love to do this, but I would want us to play a bit of a game where I'm Nancy Pelosi because I'm going to be playing Nancy Pelosi in an upcoming biopic, and I need the I need to do the extra work to prepare. And you're going to storm my capital. Hashtag stop the steal. Are you willing for the opportunity to sleep with Kate Blanchett to role play storming the capital and overthrowing democracy? Uh, do I have to hashtag stop the steal? 
So she's got, she's got some, you know, she's, she knows that no one is going to be as good at this as she is because she's, you know, she's a professional actress and she's won awards. So she has this pre-baked, like she's got some lines for you. She has the outfit. Uh, she wants you to, well, the problem is, and I think where it gets really difficult is she wants you to act out some of the things that happen. So she wants you to burst through the door. She wants you to shit on her desk. She wants you to, you know, scream, stop the steal. Um, you're going to have the face pen. Desk? You didn't know they did that? They did that. They shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yes. So you can, that can be after, like that can be on your way out, but it is a real integral part of this. Um, but don't worry, she she will let you know the things to do. You're not going to have to come up with all of it in the moment. I mean, you're allowed to improvise, but um, um, she does want a realistic, um, her, her, her concept is that in order to get out of this very scary situation, she has to give you her body. Are you good giving in game Vegas? Uh, I I mean that is that is a depends on how what the game entails kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because so you, if it uh, is just if it is just saying a couple of lines and like getting in character, then hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> we do hell yeah, we do in this. But mm-hmm. if it is such activities as you suggested, <laughs> so the shit come with the enough. right like if the writer comes through and it's all these like extracurriculars i'm i'm gonna have to say um uh, let's um let's rain check so the costume's fine i assume like the oh the, yeah the outfit the hat the makeup we're all good there oh yeah, yeah 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 i can say some lines i can i can i can i can give the fantasy but i cannot i'm not going to there will be there will be no shitting on no desks all right so i would say also, just, I mean, no matter how rich and famous you are, like, that's going to be a problem for the hotel. So you've negotiated. Kinda, uh, you know what I mean? I'm the kind of lover that, like, that, um, w- you know, I-, I am very big on, like, uh, consent. So even if I'm if I'm going into a situation like that, um, uh, I'm always I'm always like, OK, pause safety talk. Mm-hmm. The, these are the things are that are okay with me. These are the things that are, like, not OK. You know what I mean? I mean right. That way, when we go into that. And I and you can I think you can ask in the moment like hey is it okay if you know um, if I do this right now um, but uh, I'm sure Kate she's got an NDA as well so with right, the contract right, kind sure. of like there's def there's a social contract there's also like a sign on the dotted line contract yeah there's a there's a lot of paperwork there's an NDA that. though I'm pretty sure. an NDA for sure for sure but you're also going to get um um you're going to get yeah, a if credit a tree in falls the film. in a forest and no one's around to see it did we even hook up mm. oh i see what you're saying oh, with so- kate blanchett i don't know so you want the bragging rights you want the kate blanchett bragging rights the tree's my dick <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's say we've negotiated this and uh she's she you know, she's reluctant about the she's really looking forward to the desk shitting um she's just curious about it but she's like fine fine you you come to an agreement you have she's a- really looking forward to it or she's just curious about it looking curious. forward oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we uh it's a successful time it's weird but fun you've got a great story you did have to sign that nda but you are getting a a, a credit as uh, as an assistant to miss blanchett on the eventual pelosi movie so hey there's some residuals in that for you um we move on and um um JJ, why don't you tell us about someone he else he met at the Glam Awards? All right. Well, at the Glam Awards, uh, you know, they're all t- different types of artistic types. And so 
days after this Kate Blanchett moment, you're still thinking about the people you met and like the things that happened and how that NDA kind of prohibits you from using names or telling details, but you're a creative person and you want to put it into your art. So I think the next place you go would be the music store, perhaps, to get some uh, pop mics to, to figure out what software you're going to use, kind of get inspiration and see if you want to up your gear when you hear someone playing a couple licks in the guitar room. So you kind of mosey on over and none other than Dave Navarro is at the music store you're at playing guitar. You guys strike up conversation, things get hot and heavy, and then he looks towards the door and asks if you want to go somewhere. Everything's going great. You guys are having a good time. Vibes are good. He's picking up on everything that you're putting down. And then he lets you know that he has a couple kind of, uh, you know, conditions that will help him get in the right space. He's, you know, traveled, made a bunch of artistic friends, has a bunch of kind of uh, funny inspirations and things. And he says he needs to burn some sage and smudge your genitals before we get to this. Is that okay? Are we good giving game? Smudge? Smudge. Do you know what smudging is? Why does he need to do this? We should clarify. What is it that the smudging does? That's true. Good question. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm not going to just burn sage and put it near your nutsack without telling you why. Dave Navarro believes... Which was the other alternate title for this podcast. Yes. So smudging, if you don't know the practice, is when you burn sage and you clear out the evil or negative energy of a space by letting sage burn. He's cleansing your genitals of all of the negative energy of all of your previous sexual partners before he can have sex with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're just, yeah. We're oh, in. Yeah. I mean, so in. <laughs> there's a there's a you know what I mean. There's a fair bit of cleansing he might need to do. So. Okay. Amazing. Well, Vegas. Good giving and game for Dave Navarro. Even even with the the threat of of well smudging, it doesn't usually burn you. So it'll just be smoke. And I think it's a it's. I'll tell you right now, it's a bigger threat that we look enough alike. Do you know what I mean? It, that we're that we're of a a pseudo similar type. Because oh. that is well, I mean, anytime I hook up with somebody who who looks a little bit like me, I'm like, what's, 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 what's behind this? I, oh my god, what kind oh. of uh, what would the word be? Just like uh, am I am I indulging in a narcissistic fantasy yeah. right now? Oh well, I mean, you guys look alike, but I think with a nowadays it's kind of fine to hook up with a, a boyfriend that looks the same. Isn't there a word for that? The gay couples that look exactly the oh, same. Boyfriend twins. Oh, God. Alrighty, so uh, that brings us to our last one. So this one, I mean, we have to get a little creative with this. So let's say, you know, we didn't mention how the Glam Awards went for Vegas. And let's say that he swept all of the categories in which he was nominated. He, um, afterwards, he's, of course, the, the talk of the after party. So he's getting into conversations, not only with Kate Blanchett and uh, all these famous Rue girls, um, but there are also a couple um, record producers that are uh, in the room as well. And they, they would like to, to work with him, some people at some big labels. So they set up a meeting and you're thinking, okay, well, this is just going to be some zoom thing or maybe like your new york office and soon you realize what they're doing is they're arranging a flight for you to come to uh, uh a location to uh to meet with them uh you realize that this flight that you'll be taking to go meet with these record execs is to a tropical island it's it's actually their sort of uh they're kind of snowbirds now so they always get out of the city in the winter and they don't want to stay up in new york any longer than they have to so they'd rather just fly you down treat you to a, a nice tropical weekend and talk about a potential record deal while you're there on that island however having a great time you realize the secret of this island and and what is going on here and uh what these record executives are are hiding there on that island and it's that as many still believe, Tupac is still alive. He's there resting on that island, um, living his retirement. Um, 
ghostwriting tracks for other people and generally just living the high life. Um, you too, you you don't really know how to play it because uh, in your heart you always believed he was still alive, but it, it is quite shocking. You end up hanging out a bit and um, hitting it off, and you realize one of the reasons he's decided not to announce that he is still alive is he's not only living a retired, quiet, uh, almost witness protection-like life, but he's also living an openly gay life, which is shocking and maybe explains some of the angst behind his earlier music. Uh, you find that he doesn't have a lot of opportunities to really, you know, unless someone is being brought to the island for him, uh, to meet up with anybody, and you realize that might actually be part of the reason why you're there. The record execs may have brought you to Tupac. Now, as you are uh, flirting... I think I'm already, I think I'm already, like, 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 like... You're already, yes. I'm out the door. I'm already, I already, I'm already on my way out the door. I think I'm already at a deal breaker right now. Oh, well, let's talk about that. What's the deal breaker? Um, I mean, part of, part of, part of what makes, what makes him so attractive is that he gets around. Do you know what I mean? Like I get around is, is, is his, is his thing. You know what I mean? That's his. So like, if, if he's been gay this whole time, that is. The illusion's been destroyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'm already, I think I'm already done. Wow. So, so I just want to recap this for our audience. We didn't even get because I was I was going to have that he had false teeth. Um, the the <laughs> we're not no, even... I mean, but 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 it but it's but it's like you know he's been he's been an authentic person his whole life, and so if this is if this if there's this much inauthenticity going on, then I'm I'm so so not attracted anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Despite the fact that he has pretty much reemerged from the dead. This is still a no. I'm, but it's, I mean, it, that is maybe the, 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 what, the thing that is so attractive to him, to me about him, besides the way he looks, he, I mean, he's, he's so handsome, but, um, but is his, um, is how real he is, how real he's always been. And <sighs> if he is not real, then I am, then don't meet your heroes. Wow. Well, now I have stories about that for sure. Well, uh, it's the end of our game, and I would say two out of three ain't, like Meatloaf says, two out of three ain't bad. Gosh, we're getting such a clear picture of Vegas from these choices. I like it, though. Right. He's He has a type in sort of the the, the generic circle of Tupac Cape Blanchett. Yeah, and Dave Navarro. They all, they all, uh, all about. Listen, listen, thug life. Yeah, so, <laughs> there you know. it is. Well, Vegas, if there were anybody out there uh, in the sort of Tupac Cape Blanchett persuasion who uh, has found you very interesting during this chat and would like to look you up, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, I they, they can go to my website, VegasValentine.com, and sign up for my mailing list. Um, all of that is also accessible through my Instagram, VegasValentineMusic, one word, no underscores. Um, you can put caps, I think, because Instagram is not case-sensitive. Um and uh, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on all where all music is uh, streamable and uh, slide into my DMs. Why not? <laughs> we will be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a fight. <laughs> Thanks, Vegas. You're welcome. All right, let's start with a fight so we can end on the light. Who are you picking a fight with? I am picking a fight with my commute last night. Oh, no. Yes. So I'm commuting from Gramercy to Central Brooklyn, 
And um, I, I'm, I'm working at a restaurant now. So last night I got out around, I think, like 1230 or something like that. Uh, got on to like the sixth train and, oh, well, excuse me, before I got on the train, I tried to, I used like the Omni. So in New York now you can just like tap your wallet or tap right. your, your phone or whatever. I yep. Totally. I went to go do that and my credit card wasn't working. So I went to the kiosk and my credit card was fully locked. So I had to call my credit card and mm. do that. And it took 20 minutes because I went through the automated system and then I had to talk to a human and I tried it again. It didn't work and la 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 la. Anyway, I just didn't have any backups at the time, and I just had that one credit card to use. Uh. And my phone was about to die, so I was like, if my phone dies and I'm stuck in Manhattan, I'm just going to go find, like, the closest apartment that I know someone in and be like, hey, I'm stranded. I don't know. What do I do? Anyway, um, after that, finally got on the train. Okay, cool. Was sitting across from this handsome guy who was also really well-dressed. He was, like, in a designer jacket, and he had a beautiful dog with him, like a cute little uh, cockerdoodle or whatever. It was super pretty, and I wanted to pet it. Like, I was planning in my head to be like, hey, can I pet your dog? Like, I was getting ready to ask permission, and it just kind of didn't come up, and I was fine just, you know, being tired with my headphones on. This is so... It was so strange, because, I like, I have this thing... God, I've talked about this before with people, and it's made people look at me funny. But I have this thing where whenever people look like they're about to yawn or thinking too hard or something, I have to picture them throwing up, because it's just my brain makes me... I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's not even the story yet. Um, I have to, um, whenever I'm on the train anywhere, if I see someone that looks like they could be making a face you make right before you throw up, then I picture it sometimes and I keep it to myself. I don't have to tell everyone like, oh, I thought you were about it. <sighs> yes. Uh, Jack just made a face. Anyway, this guy wasn't. Pre- <laughs> now I'm just going to do it through the whole podcast. <laughs> you will never get through this. <laughs> this guy wasn't presenting any of that story. And then I heard him what I thought was sneeze and he threw up right by me on the train and like right over his dog. And I was just like, it's one in the morning. I had no expectation of it. Like you don't see the person with the dog throwing up. If someone's alone that late at night, maybe they're drunk and you're ready for it. But this just guy looked like he had his dog and he was going somewhere and he was in a designer jacket. It was just, oh my God, crazy. And then it just took forever getting home because I was on a train that I had to like walk 20 minutes to my apartment. Anyway, so last night's commute was from hell. Ugh. Well, my my commute because I went into the Lower East Side, which from Astoria is a trek. Mm. Um, it was very easy both ways, thank goodness. Um, I decided not to take the Uber because the event that I was hosting was not paying me. I would have just all the money I made from the event would have been spent on the Uber. So I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. Take the train. But my love and light is connected to that. My light is to um, the audience last night at FAM. Yeah. It was our second FAM, new lineup, uh, Freddie Cosmo, who has been on this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Kenny Supreme, Danielle Cardona, Marcel the Artist, Bryce Quartz, and me. Mm-hmm. We turned it out. There was a really great turnout. I have some complaints about um, some of the people who showed up later. I'll save that for a future fight. <laughs> okay. But on the whole... On the whole. On the on my whole. On your whole. It was great. Yes. Everyone was super responsive. They dug it. I had people come up after and like I sang It's Time and I had people come up and be like, that's a really beautiful song. I really like that. I'm going to go download that. I'm like, oh, thank you so Fuck much. Yeah. Like, it just felt good. And like the other artists were so happy with the night. They like came up to me that like, we got to keep doing this. We got to. Can we do this a monthly show? Can we do this? Like this was so good. Like, yeah. The set lists are always original music for everyone at FAM. FAM. It, F-A-M. Faggot ass music. Hell yeah. And the idea is that everyone, it's only LGBTQ artists in terms of the DJ so they're playing your little 
little Nas X's all the way down to your little Jack Tracy's. Um, only LGBTQ artists are played, and then the performances must be original music unless you are there to promote some event where you're doing covers. Oh. So when Vinyl Fantasy comes to promote their next Vinyl Fantasy event where they, they cover an album, they can do a cover. Cool. Um, but generally it's about sharing independent music and mm. getting people to like, oh, I like that song. Uh I mean, everybody was great. I don't want to, like, highlight some people because, like, over others. Literally, everyone is great. Everyone is very talented. All the songs were catchy and, and great. Danielle Card- Cardona has a beautiful voice. I want to get her on this podcast. She was amazing. Um, Freddie Cosmos' music is so cool. I haven't really done the deep dive on him. I've listened to, like, some of the, some yeah. of his, like, lead, lead singles, but, like, I liked everything he did. Is all of his stuff on Apple or, or like, I think streaming? So, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Product. So I've checked and him out Kenny there. Supreme? Yeah. Um... Dear Lord, I want his production team. It's, it's like this. This is radio. This is just music. This is top forty music on the radio. Yes, it is. And he's he's super. I could. See, you know who he reminds me of when he performs. He performs as as, as a male. He reminds me of like uh, Kenya Michaels. Drag Race, the little uh, Latina girl. What season? Oh, uh, or, or early. Okay, I gotta um, I gotta do do some backlogging. Just this little pocket of like energy and super sharp. Maybe like Georges. Okay. Yeah. Maybe like of the currencies. Like that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just sticks every move and is super engaging and with the audience. Having people sing. Like yeah. it was like, oh, you're an entertainer. Love. I got a picture with him. I gave him a big time. I was like, you are, you're just a little spitfire energy. Yeah. Like, so yeah. cool. Anyway, so love and light to the fam and love and light to everybody who came and support the fam. If you're in New York City and you follow me on Instagram, you will see uh, information on upcoming events. I hope to see you there. And if you listen to the podcast, please come and say hi and let me know that you do. Mm. That brings us to the end of Dying Alone Together for the week. You can, of course, interact with us online at uh, Dying Alone Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Get uh, it I right. always have to remember which one. Right. Um, you know what? Do me a favor. Can you please share, if you enjoy listening to this, if you listen to this every week, if you're at this point in the podcast and you're still listening to my voice, you obviously like this podcast, can you please share it with a friend or two? Yeah. Like, we need help getting out there. I know this is a great podcast. I know people love listening to it. We just need more exposure. So like, in share share with your fam. Share it with someone who you want to pick a fight with over a topic or something because, you know, we're, we're hashing out a controversial opinions. Right. And the more, more listeners we get the more we can justify doing like a live show and then we can meet all of you we really want this to grow uh please help us with that um so again we'll see you on instagram you can go ahead and click like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this if you're not subscribed already you can also follow me at at jack tracy official and me at jj bozeman dying alone together is brought to you by necessary outlet productions you can find more from necessary outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the necessary outlet youtube page do not forget to like and subscribe